Call America is a history podcast about what makes America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, an Australian migrant who totally bought into it from afar. Each episode, we unpack the American way of life from an outsider's perspective, from the Pledge of Allegiance to American exceptionalism and more. We'll dive into the history and share our personal experiences, along with discussion of some actual cults along the way. Listen to Cult America on a Three Springs Media Network, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sabone Joy. And I'm Jabari. And welcome to That Brooklyn Film Show. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a few musicals that we recently watched, just doing a little bit of deep dive into musicals and why we like them. So in this week's episode, like I mentioned, we're talking about musicals and we picked a couple of our favorites. For me, it's, I don't have a favorite, but I do have like movies that are up there. So I picked Hairspray and Jabari, what did you pick? I picked Purple Rain because, you know, the music is just amazing. Yeah. And then we also picked an outlier, one that we've never seen, which was Little Shop of Horrors. I've heard a lot about it and it was on HBO. So I was like, let's watch it. We're doing musicals. Why not? Um, And then we came to a discussion. We'll get a little bit more into it later about what is truly a musical, because we had some debate about whether or not Purple Rain is a musical or not, or if it's a movie with music. And from there, we also decided to watch A Star is Born because that's a similar kind of musical as opposed to something more in the vein of Little Shop of Horrors or Hairspray. So with that being said, let's get into discussions on the movies that we watched. Let's start with Little Shop of Horror. How did you feel about that movie as a musical? I actually really enjoyed Little Shop of Horrors. I had a feeling I would because I've heard of it before. Like I said, I've just never watched it. I'm a pretty big fan of most musicals. I'm not very picky when it comes to musicals. There's a handful I don't like, like, you know, Moulin Rouge <laughs> um, is one of them where I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, but in general, most musicals I like. So with Little Shop of Horrors, I really enjoyed it. And then Hairspray as well, like, that was my pick for one of my top musicals. So I knew going into it, I would enjoy it. And I just wanted to introduce it to you. And for me, I've never seen Purple Rain, and I also enjoy that immensely. The music, obviously, is great. It's a classic album. The story is pretty good. You know, there are a couple of things here and there where I'm like, that'll make sense. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. And then the same thing, I knew I liked The Star is Born because I had seen it when it first came out and then saw it again. And I knew I was going to like it because I liked it the first time. Mm. So I'm going to get into Little Shop of Horror first because it was the first movie that we watched. I really enjoyed the movie because it was just unique in its vibe. Like, it kind of had a play feel, but not to the extent that they were forcing that Broadway play movie feel. So that one was really good. I enjoyed the music. I don't know who played the plant, but he was my favorite artist in the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to look up who plays the plant. Yeah. He was my favorite part. I liked that a lot of the... It wasn't... The story wasn't too, like, deep. It was kind of silly in that the man is feeding this plant things and music is happening in the midst of it. But I really enjoyed that loose kind of vibe that it had. It was, um... 
Directed by Frank Oz, who did movies such as The Muppets Take Manhattan and Dark Crystal. So you had some good puppetry in the movie, which I really enjoyed. You know, I really like any kind of good practical effect is always a timeless kind of thing you could add to a movie. I agree. I think practical effects make help movies age better. Um, we were talking about this during the movie when I mentioned with Star Wars, how you have the original Star Wars and you have Yoda he's a puppet versus the prequels where they make him CGI. And I think people have a, a noticeable different reaction towards or the those CGI one the versus practical. the practical version. Yeah. yeah. Even something like Lord of the Rings, I think aged very well because it uses any kind of movie with practical, practical effects like effects, yeah. Jaws, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, practical effects are just in general. They just age better. Even now, like with baby Yoda, the fact that they made him a puppet, although they yeah. could easily do CGI. People it, feel more connection to the, the yeah when it's like a yeah there, so yeah. I think that works very well for Little Shop of Horror. Yeah, the second movie that we watched was Hairspray. Hairspray. I enjoyed that one too. Um, it kind of felt a little bit weird because it was like racism in Fantasyland, which was a little bit weird to me given the time that we're watching it and everything that's going on. But the music I enjoyed. I liked the character. It felt a little bit too white girl saves the world. In that point yeah, it of like it, dances with the, yeah, dances <laughs> with the black people, but it wasn't. It was a good movie. I enjoyed the music. I liked the characters. I didn't really like John Travolta in the role, but what can you do about that? Because he just—I don't know. Something about John Travolta. I just don't like him as an actor that much. That, yeah. it was, that's always been the case. You he like just have, has a very. I think there's some actors that you just you just don't, don't like. gravitate yeah. towards. Yeah, like yeah. I don't dislike him, but it's just something about him that's like. Yeah, even if they have a good role, it's kind of like yeah. Eh. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I liked the music. I'm trying to remember what my favorite song. I think I liked the song where they were dancing in the street together. You know what I'm talking about? Where it was like a bunch of people in the street and they were dancing, the mother and their daughter. I think it might be the main song. Can't Stop the Beat is what I think it was called. You Can't Stop the Beat. You Can't Stop the Beat. Yeah, that was a good one. But the third musical that we watched was... Purple Rain, which was my favorite musical, so of course I love that one a lot because of, I mean, it's kind of unfair because Purple Rain album is a timeless album. It's considered a classic album by many people, and I mean I enjoyed the story too. Like it's about a, it's a real story about a man who suffers childhood trauma from his father, and then his father's toxic habits are passed on to him. I mean it's it's a silly movie, all in all, but it does have some modicum of truth to it because of what it's trying to talk about generational trauma yeah generational trauma and passing that on and this misogynistic world that they live in especially the clubs are very misogynistic towards women and you just see a lot of that in there yeah and women being thrown in dumpster cans and yeah literally being thrown in dumpster cans and just in general the movie was very it's timeless to me i really like the movie and then we also try to watch A Star is Born. We didn't get a chance to finish it, but I've seen that movie like eight times because I love it so much. That's another movie that to me is timeless because of, I mean, that's my recency bias talking, but I think that in the end it will be timeless because the music is good. Once the music is good. I think you can also say that it's a timeless film just because of the show. Or even if it's not the specific film is not timeless, you could say that the concept, the story is timeless because it has been remade so many times. Yeah. Like, this is the third iteration of it. So, clearly, clearly, the story is a story that people, 
you know gravitate, gravitate towards. towards so it's the first movie yeah. story dissimilar like guy discovers girl mm-hmm. girls gets famous and, and the guy's always already famous yeah okay yeah i've never seen the original too but i know that but you just know the premise. basic mm-hmm. premise of it yeah and then we watched moulin rouge which we both don't seem to like at all yeah and this was my second time watching it too which is like why i wanted to watch because i knew we were doing a musical episode and you know it got nominated for the oscar best picture in 2002 so i thought let's revisit this and see maybe if i was wrong the first time i watched it i watched it in college i don't know if i changed that much since then but maybe i had a different opinion but no it did not change and it's funny because to me it does feel like a film that i would really enjoy with the fact that it uses a lot of modern music and it's set in paris and it's like this big fun film but just something about it for me. It's a bit too big quit. and too fun for me. Yeah. It's because of the director's style. I don't remember his name, but Maz Lerman. Maz Lerman. Because he also did that um TV show that the I could not down. stand, The Get I Down. Like the Get Down. I just can't stand his style. It's too much it's for lot. me. It's yeah. very overwhelming on the senses. Like the you have Gatsby, a lot of the Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby is also overwhelming. You have a lot of quick cuts. You have overwhelming sets. You have people who aren't acting like people. They're acting like. I just it feels like they're acting, and I just don't personally like that. Mm-hmm. It's just something about his style that I don't like. Yeah. But yeah, so we've seen those four musicals that we watched this past week, and just wanted to get into the comparison of the different kinds of musicals because yeah. we talked about the, I guess the what do you call them? I guess for so you have two kinds of musicals or that we watch. One, the first kind was the ones that are like Little Shop of Horrors, um, Hairspray, and Moulin Rouge, where they kind of break out into song, you know, in their everyday life. So it's like I'm walking down the street and then I'm singing versus something like Purple Rain and The Star is Born, where the music exists within the movie as a song. If that, like, but they're they, not breaking on into performances and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. Go, they're going onto stage to perform the song. They're never sitting at home and singing unless they're like sitting at home and singing because they're yeah. singing to each other it's kind of like um it's like something. a i guess I, I can see what you're saying like one's a music movie and one's a musical mm-hmm. but i think that they're both music is the driving, driving theme course. of the movie so i think they're falling the musical like um what's that movie called that came out recently um, bohemian rhapsody i will call that a musical personally yeah so it's like bohemian rhapsody versus rocket man where rocket yeah. man put elton john's music throughout the movie and he broke out into song at random moments versus Bohemian Rhapsody where they just perform the music throughout the song or even something like La La Land which is more of a traditional traditional musical musical. where it breaks out in song Mm -hmm. but what is a movie that like I guess you have the other ones that is like a music movie that's not a musical like no one would ever consider Whiplash a musical even though it's a music Music is a driving theme of the film yeah so it is an interesting thing to think about, like, what is a musical? Because I could see why people wouldn't consider A Star is Born a musical or Purple Rain a musical. Because the traditional idea of a musical is based on Broadway plays where it's like you break out into song in order to do that scene. What is um that first musical called? Little Shop of Hearts? No, the very first musical that came out. Was it... um? I think the very first... Singing in the Rain was not the first musical. It's not musical. the first musical. It's just one of the, the pioneering musicals. Yeah. yeah. It's called The Jazz Singer. Okay, it I don't It came out in 1927. Was there a remake to that movie? 
Uh, not as far as I know. So the first movie we watched, as we mentioned, was A Little Shop of Horrors, which was directed by Frank Oz. It was released in 1986 and is a film app film adaptation of a 1982 off-Broadway musical, and it's about a man-eating plant, which is as ridiculous as it sounds, but it's it was a fun movie to watch. Um, yeah, I think, I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it did give me Rocky Horror Picture Show vibes in terms of, I guess, like the, how fantastical it was. Um, the era that it came out in, it just was, to me, a fun movie. I also liked the the women who were singing. I don't know what they're, they would be called. They reminded me of the muses from Hercules, like you mentioned. And so, yeah, the Greek chorus in the movie, I really like that aspect of, you know, having these people that, or these women that are narrating the film while you're watching the film. And they could all really sing. They all, I think most of them came from the off-Broadway play to the musical, actually. Yeah, I appreciate that aspect of it, too. The singing narration actually made me wish more movies do that because it reminded me of Hercules and that they would sing out different points of the movie. And it works, like you said, a very play kind of thing because in the play, it kind of like gives you a recap of what's going on. That's kind of what they were there to do, just push the story forward. Mm-hmm. Because in a musical, I never think the story should be the most important aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's a big thing I look for in musicals, especially like these kind of musicals versus like the musical drama, which we talked about with Purple Rain and um, A Star is Born being, which are more like musical dramas for like more traditional musicals. I think I look for the listen listenability. I think that's the word. I hope that's the word (laughs) of the songs within the movie. Like, is it fun? Does it make me want to sing along? Does it, you know... Are they memorable? And I feel yeah. like for this movie, the songs were memorable. Yeah, I think that the music for, I mean, obviously the music for a musical should be the most important aspect because while the story can play a role, if you have good story but bad music, that's why I personally didn't like La La Land. I know a lot of other people like the music in La La Land, so that's just my personal preference. But the directing wasn't bad, the acting wasn't bad, but just because I didn't enjoy the music, mm-hmm. I didn't really like the musical that much. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit more about Little Shop of Hearts. Do you want to get a little bit more into Hairspray? Yeah. Um, with Hairspray, we actually watched the 2007 film. I know that there was an original film that came out in the 1980s. This was my pick for my top musical. And I think that a part of that was because I did watch it growing up. So I did really enjoy it, which is why I picked the remake as opposed to the original. Do you think it still is your favorite musical after a rewatch? I don't, well, even going into it, I didn't know if it was my favorite musical. I knew that it was up there in my top musicals, and I think it's still up there in my top musicals. Um, But I don't know if I would call it my favorite. I think I have a few of them. Like I mentioned just a moment ago, Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my favorite musicals as well. I really like The Wiz, and a big part of those, the music as well. Rocky Horror Picture Show is more of the whimsy and the fun, and the fact that you can go to it, see that midnight, and you know, watch um, with the crowd. But again, like I said, if I couldn't go on Spotify and listen to the music without... Consider it a good musical. Yeah. Well, I think other things have to be 
good as well. Like it's not yeah. just the music, but I think a big part. Of music it is, is one of the biggest aspects the biggest of it. Aspect it's like how when a regular movie may consider the ca- uh, good character is a big, a big aspect. aspect of it. In yeah. the musical, the characters is not important because if the music is good. Yeah, um, but sorry to get a little bit more in the hairspray. It's a 2007 musical romantic comedy based off of a 2002 Broadway play of the same name, which was based off of a 1988 comedy film of the same name um, by John Waters. And the this one was directed by Adam Shankman, and it was released, like I said, in 2007. Um, the basic premise is a girl wants to try out for a local TV show and at the same time she and she's a plus size girl so she doesn't fit in at the local TV station but she can really dance so eventually she does get cast on the show and then there's also a side plot of trying to get the local TV uh, show integrated as well because right in the beginning of the movie once a month they have their Negro Day <laughs> um, so they're trying to get rid of that or integrate it and the events of the movie play out through that lens. And going back to what you said, I think one big part of this movie is that it's very much a fantasy land. Like 1960s Baltimore, you know, one riot wouldn't have integrated a TV station. All these people wouldn't have been sharing. It wouldn't have been this, um, this picture perfect ending that they had. But I don't mind that because sometimes you do just want to have a fun It's like a nice escapism kind of movie. Where, yeah, everyone is just cheering for the TV station to get integrated in the 1960s or 1962. (laughs) Where most of the people that voted, voted for the black girl to win. When, you know, in real life, they're just going to be sending a bunch of threats in. Yeah, where, you know, (laughs) the white girl can kiss the black guy on the TV show and it just be okay. And there's not fans are celebrating inside, yeah. So um, I think that looking at it as in the form of escapism with good music to enjoy is a better way to watch it than, you know, trying to really dissect maybe how this wouldn't work for real. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I understand that. Um, so that's another reason that I think that I enjoy it because to me it's just a fun movie. I'm not looking at it for, you know, some real serious groundbreaking drama or groundbreaking like it's a fun movie to watch and it brings me joy when i watch it and singing along and just enjoying it which i think it's important to have those movies too on top of your favorite dramas and your favorite all of those other things you want to have your favorite light-hearted fun movies and this is one of those for me yeah i agree i said a lot of that earlier in the episode with that while the movie did have a lot of you know not real aspects of it it was a good film to watch and just feel good for the moment it's a nice escapism movie the music is very upbeat there's no real like downtrodden songs like a star is born is not a movie i would want to watch but i'm not in a good mood because the themes are so heavy but hairspray is a movie you might be like you know what i need a a nice pick me up so i would turn that movie on yeah that's how i look at it too some days you want to have the you know tear jerkers make you cry kind of movies other days you just want fluff you just want fun and that's something you can turn on when you want that yep. um so next so we're gonna get into a star is born a star right is born. Mm-hmm. um and a star is born as we mentioned is a remake 
It came out in 2018 and it was directed by Bradley Cooper. And the premise is a country rock singer who is um, battling alcohol and drug addiction meets a woman who is not a celebrity and she is a songwriter and eventually she gets catapulted to superstardom and you see how the relationship between them functioned but uh before her fame after her fame and how the fame kind of plays a part in that and then how his own issues play a part in that as well um for me personally like i said i really enjoyed a star is born when it came out um i enjoyed it again watching it or part watching part of it when yesterday and um i one one of the biggest things I liked about that movie again is the music because although it's the drama is a big part of that one unlike something like Hairspray I think the music was a driving force that helped the drama along you know what I mean like yeah. it, you always felt the music I agree in the moments that they came up yeah you had a couple of fun songs but most of it was like shallows and always remember you this way and like these dramatic you know ballads and yeah no, that's why it's one of my favorite musicals ever is because the music and the movie kind of coincide with each other. And that the music, you could hear the change in music throughout the movie, mm-hmm. depending on where the characters are at. So yeah. like in the beginning, they're singing all together because they're in a good place. Then later in the movie, they're a little bit not in the best place. So the music and the themes of the music change as well, which I personally like about it. And even like... With the aspect of her getting famous, you see her sound change because she yeah, starts off start as like more this pop. ballad singer. Yeah, and then she's singing like these pop songs and, you know, changing the way she looks and everything, which was a big part of the beginning of the movie is that she couldn't be famous because of how she looked. And then then she becomes famous and she changes, you know, her hair and yeah. different aspects of herself, which isn't inherently bad or anything like that, but it is something that you notice yeah. in the movie and how that plays a part in their relationship, especially with her fame on the rise. And his fame on the fall. And his fame falling. Yeah. Um, and I think that both Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were really good in that movie, although there are a couple of moments where I genuinely do not understand what Bradley Cooper's saying between him being alcoholic and the country accent. It's just like... yeah. What what is what is your character? He's supposed to be drunk and country, and it's just not a good combination. Yeah, but, there's a lot of mumbling in the movie. Um, I think that most of the time the mumbling yeah works. Um, so those are our reviews for well, not really a review, just a discussion about the yeah. the three movies. Um, and now we do want to get into the next segment, which will just be our top songs from each movie and do you want to switch it up and go backwards start with the star is born and then work our way up to a little shop because we've been going yeah so i'll start with the star is born my favorite song in that movie was um shallow is that the name of the song yeah yeah i think that's everyone's favorite song (laughs) in a movie it's not really being creative or yeah so yeah that was my favorite song in the movie it's just a good song like i don't really know what else to say about it i just love that song um i will say that that was one of my favorite songs. I think my favorite song will go to the last song she sings in the movie after everything goes down. Um, 
Yeah, so my favorite song is the last song she sings in the movie, which is I'll Never Love Again, which, spoiler warning, comes after he kills himself. And it's just like a very emotional moment in how the movie ends. And I think that's why it's my favorite song as opposed to Shallow, although Shallow is a great song and obviously what you you think about when you think of a star is born. I mean, I like that song a lot too. I mean, it's a very emotional song. So, I think it or requ- right, the only thing is that I think that song requires the movie for me to personally fully enjoy, yeah. versus a shallow, which I could just listen to at any time. Yeah, I don't think I ever listened to that last song on my own outside That's of true. that movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. I concur that the m- movie gives the last song more emotional yeah resonance than the than shallow with shallow you can listen to and just you know it was i think on the billboard charts for a while just the song alone without you know the movie um so you want to go to the next movie yeah next movie it will be purple rain okay yeah um my favorite song in purple rain i gotta think about that there's so many good songs in purple rain are you gonna say purple rain too (laughs) no i'm not gonna say purple rain purple rain is actually not my favorite song of purple rain it's um one dove's cry because I don't know that the song always. I just always liked that song, even before I saw the movie and I heard that song. I used to play that song in general. Like it's just a good song. I concur with that pick. Um, my favorite song is "When Doves Cry" as well. I heard, that was like one of the few songs from Purple Rain that I've heard. I've no Prince music. I know the most popular stuff like "When Doves Cry" and yeah. "Purple Rain" in nineteen ninety nine. Um, but I think. Again, watching the movie and when they play "When Doves Cry," does yeah. add that emotional resonance to the when song. When did they play that well. song? I think after he slaps his girlfriend or something. Oh, when like they that. were just driving through, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like a performance, like the other no, no, song it wasn't it was a just in the background. It was, it was in yeah. the background. I do think that um, "Purple Rain" is similar to the song in um, "A Star Is Born," where the whole movie led up to that moment because the whole movie Rain. is pretty much his. Like, him coming to terms with the song and performing Purple Rain mm-hmm. coincides with his character development in the movie. Yeah. So I really do appreciate the performance that he gave of Purple Rain in the movie and how it led to that. Because Purple Rain is a very famous, notable mm-hmm. song. It's kind of like um in Bohemian Rhapsody, how the whole movie was him leading, leading up, up to, to Bohemian the... Rhapsody. So. Yeah. Um, so the next one will be Hairspray. And you mentioned your favorite song, but you could just... Yeah, what was the name again? You Can't Stop the Beat. Yeah, You Can't Stop the Beat was my favorite song. It's just a good upbeat song. Like, I don't really have much to say about it other than it's just a good feel-good song. Mm-hmm. It feels it's a worldwide soundy song that feels good. I would say that my favorite is a tie between the Welcome to the 60s and Run and Tell That, which was the first song that you see the black kids sing in the movie. And you got introduced to the characters earlier, but this is like their big moment to sing and i just really enjoy the song and then next we have little shop of horrors yes i can't remember any particular i like the song when he was the the um the steve martin was singing actually <laughs> the psychopathic yeah dentist, i actually enjoyed yeah. that song i forget the name of it but it was a it was just funny like yeah. that was actually had me laughing i actually liked steve martin in that movie and Steve Martin is like a John Travolta for me. Yeah, like I don't really John like Travolta's, Steve Martin. I don't really that enjoy much. Steve Martin. But I did enjoy him as this sadistic dentist. You know, I also, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about our favorite songs, but I think what was fun in 
Little Shop of Horror were the cameos because yeah, that, that Bill cameos. Murray cameo was just so random and so weird. It was funny though. It was fun. He's just a weirdo. Yeah, like, like pain. He, like, he enjoyed the fact that this was a sadistic dentist um, who was trying to inflict as much pain as possible. Like he was looking forward to that. Yeah, no, that was weird. But sorry, off track. Back to my favorite song. My favorite song would be the the Feed Me song that um, Audrey Two first sung when. He wanted Seymour to feed him. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. And he convinced him with like, I'll give you everything you want. Just feed me. And I mean, he fed him. So yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. That goes back to what I was saying about the guy who played the voice of the plant being the best performer in there. But you said he was an actual artist. so Yeah, he was a part of the group sense. called the Four Tops, which was a yeah. big Motown group. Okay. So in the 80s? In the 60s and 70s. Oh, okay. So the, he's, I guess he was older when he performed that role. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I definitely enjoyed that song. And I think that, I think I gravitate towards that kind of sound anyways. I think that's another big reason why I enjoy like The Wiz a lot because of the music. The 1960s sound. Yeah. That's, yeah. 1960s musicals, I want to say not the white ones, but <laughs> a lot of the 1960s Motown, Motown sound yeah. is really good. Yeah, I um, agree with that. So that's pretty much what we have for this week's episode. Do you have any closing thoughts about musicals or any of the movies that we watch before we wrap up? Um, Not too much. You know, I really like most of the movies that we watched are movies that we've or our favorites. So... There's stuff that we're going to enjoy on second watch. I enjoyed what you recommended. And then we watched The Star is Born, which is something we both just enjoyed a lot. Um, we didn't really talk about Moulin Rouge too much. I did not like that movie, so <laughs> I don't mind not talking about that. But yeah, I mean, I've always... When I was younger, I really wasn't the musical kind of person. But as I got older, I've learned to appreciate them more. And as I watch and learn more about musicals, I tend to realize it's a genre that I really like. Yeah. And I'm the opposite of you. Growing up, I loved musicals. Like, this was a very difficult task for me to even pick a favorite. I legitimately thought of picking High School Musical, but I did not want to be judged by our, our audience <laughs> for picking um, a Disney Channel musical. So but it's a good musical. So it is. It's, no, it's enjoyable. It's fun. That's, like, that's what I look for. I look for fun. Yeah. I look for, you know, other things as well. Now that I'm older, I do enjoy the other side of musicals but yeah. when i was growing up i always you wanted the fun enjoyed musicals because they were fun yeah. um and i that's part of the reason why i thought that we should do a musical episode and yeah i'm glad that we did just to get a chance to watch them and just look at different it's types something that of, we could revisit in the future as well yeah there's so many musicals that there's so many like we could do a musical like on um, the dark musicals and then you got more, Sweeney Todd, more, which yeah. is like him murdering people. and Exactly. So it's a big genre that requires multiple, multiple revisits. Yeah. And I also think you could look at the difference between even how musical trans translated from Broadway onto, onto the, the stage. Yeah. Because look at something like Chicago, which I saw on Broadway. And, and you saw the film I as well. I saw the film. And for me, I enjoyed the film. I think it was a different level of enjoyment, though. Yeah, it's a different kind the, of enjoyment. Um, the movie, same thing with something like Rent, which I saw both. Yeah. You could like revisit that as well and the translation and what changes. And again, like you said, the different kind, cause you do have the dark musicals and then you have the more comedy and horror musicals, which Little Shop of Horror is considered part horror comedy. Yeah. Um, 
So, which a little shop of horror, it's just, it's in the name. Yeah. Um, but you can, I think this is definitely a topic we can revisit. And I look forward to when we get a chance to do that. And even, I'm sorry, I keep talking about different kinds of musicals. You didn't even open the can of worms with cartoon musicals, which is, you know, a whole nother a whole nother, genre. Yeah. Because I was, I asked a friend about it and she said, hairspray. No, I'm not hairspray, my bad. She said, happy feet. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about that because I was yeah. thinking of you live action. Every Disney movie, basically. Every Disney movie. And then you have, you know, films outside of Disney as well that go into that topic. Exactly. So I think that will be, yeah, I think that will be um, another topic we could come back to one day. I do want to eventually do an episode about um, animated films because I think animated films are oftentimes as good, if not better, than live action Yes, I agree. Um, so sorry for my rambling thoughts there, but <laughs> that's all we have for this week's episode of that Brooklyn Film Show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.